The Quintessential Podcast is proud to announce that we have a new presenting sponsor, Axia Time. Axia Time is a really cool watch company focused on ultra-custom watches to commemorate life's greatest accomplishments. Watches whose styling and quality match the significance of the accomplishments they represent. Axia Time is also partnered with all the leading lacrosse organizations to create all-American timepieces for high school boys and girls and college men and women. Axia Time even creates timepieces for elite awards like the Tuareton and Naismith. If you're interested in a high-quality, Swiss-made timepiece to commemorate a great accomplishment, you need to check out their designs at axiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A-Time.com. If you're celebrating a team achievement, like a state championship, national championship, or even world championship, you have to check out the timepieces they created for teams like Jesuit Dallas, the University of Maryland, and even the USA U21 world champions. Welcome to the Quintessential Podcast presented by Axia Time. As we uh, enter the last week of April, it's the last week of the regular season before Champ Week next week. Uh, some significant games on TV you want to check out this week on Friday. Not sure what's on TV, but I'll tell you, Georgetown Nova is an important game. Lehigh Loyola is a critical one. And then Army BU will play in the Patriot League. The winner will host the Patriot League tournament. Saturday, Syracuse and Duke at noon on ESPNU. Karkin and Ish got that one. Saturday afternoon, two key Ivy League games. Harvard-Yale. That's a, a, a win and move on into the Ivy League tournament. The loser is not going to get into the tournament. And Cornell plays Princeton for the top seed. BTN's got Michigan and Ohio State at 3.30. And Maryland hosting Rutgers at 8 o'clock on BTN. Those are Big Ten quarterfinals. Sunday, I'll be at Virginia. 2 o'clock on the ACC Network. It's Notre Dame at Virginia with Chris Cotter. Uh, nine AQs handed out the following week. We bring in Jack Trainer live from Happy Valley from a Penn State team who has had a resurgent season uh, after a 3-11 and campaign last year. They have basically flipped the switch, flipped the script entirely. Uh, Jack, congratulations. Uh, I've watched a lot of you guys on tape lately. You're playing with uh, an, an, an energy, a certain energy. How would you describe uh, the last four weeks or so of Nittany Lion lacrosse. No doubt. Yeah, we definitely think that we're playing some pretty good lacrosse right now. And uh, I think we still have a lot of work to do and we can play much better. But, um, you know, one thing that I think we're really proud of as a team is just we're just playing with an absolute edge right now. And, you know, we we remember the past two years, the four and seven and the three and 11 years, and that continues to fuel us to just, you know, be better. And especially playing against some Big Ten teams that, had their way with us the past two years. We um, just continue to keep that in the back of our mind and let that fuel us. You got a bye week this week. You get to sit out and watch these uh, Big Ten quarterfinals. You've got your degree. You're working on a grad degree, correct? Correct. So what's that entail this time of year? Is that one or two classes? Is it a lot of work? Is it a little work? So I'm actually in my finals week right now. So right after I log off from here, I have to go give a final capstone presentation because we're in our finals week, but I'm getting my master's in real estate analysis and development. So I'll be, wow. um, yeah, I'll be finally finished and graduated by Thursday. So this will warm you up for your presentation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, 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 what are you presenting on? I'm presenting a development project in Harrison, New Jersey, a, a five-story um, multifamily development. Oh, cool. So is it a conversion of an existing unit? Is it a... It, Built from scratch type thing? Yep. 
ground up development. And, and, and through yourself, like you're the development company and you're making the proposal? Correct. And we're pitching to our professors who are the investors. Oh, nice. And so that, that's a couple months work, worth of work, correct? Yep. Something we've been, my, uh, my team and I have been working on for the past couple months. Oh, cool. That's like, sounds like real life. Is this actually <laughs> going to happen? No, not actually going to happen. But hey, maybe in a couple of years. Your career arc is fascinating. Uh, because when you got to Penn State, it was the high, the high moment of the program back in 2019. It's amazing that you were involved with that team, team that made it to championship weekend. Take me back to that first year. What was it like uh, on that run to, to uh, the national semifinals? It was still to this day, the best year of my life. And, you know, I was talking about it with TJ Malone the other day. We were definitely pretty spoiled, pretty spoiled coming in. And kind of uh, first year we won Big Ten championship. We go to the final four. And, uh, you know, it almost seemed like that's just kind of how it was. But I'll, I will never forget that journey. One, for just all the wins, but two, just the incredible leadership and just having the opportunity to play alongside guys like Grant Amen, Mac O'Keefe, and Chris Sabia. But, you know, that was a journey of a lifetime. And we made it all the way to a Final Four. And this year, hoping to, you know, get back there and then push past that Final Four, make a run to the championship. I think it's fascinating. Uh, I, I think later on in your life you'll really appreciate the different seasons that you've had at school because that it's your career is fascinating you, you mentioned the success in 2019 you you got uh the pandemic obviously in 2020 2021 and 2022 you're banged up you're hurt you play half a season each year and now here you guys are back in the mix again uh a top six team a top five team nine wins nine and three number one, you know, Big Ten regular season champs. Like, it, it to me, it's like it started on a high, you went through the, some lows, and now you're coming back up. Uh, it, it's just uh, so much, so much, so much to learn along the way. Is, is, is that accurate? It, so accurate. It's been an incredible amount of ups and downs. And, um, you know, there's two years, definitely a lot more downs and ups. But it's also given us such a, you know, renewed sense of purpose, under, like being at the bottom um, you know, going from 2019, being at the very top, people are talking about you, um, you're in the in the news, and then you go through those two years where, you know, people kind of just forget about you, and rightfully so after a four and seven and three and 11 year, but I think what we learned from that is just, um, just getting back to work and doing the little things and kind of having the opportunity to grind and grind in the darkness, as we say, um, when people weren't talking about us, and that helped us, you know, stay motivated and, you know, carry on that edge. And I went back this week. Uh, in hindsight, looking at your season, Johns Hopkins has had kind of a, a bounce back season. Uh, Army, I think, has played a lot better than people expected. And, and I said, you know, what can I learn from this? What did I miss? And the only thing I can really point to, obviously, injuries. You guys had some critical injuries last year, but you lost six close games. You, you, you lost six games that really by two or less goals that you flip that. And next thing you know, you guys are like a legit record in playoff contention. So. I think the mistake that I made was I look at it and said, oh, they were bad. They only won three games. Well, the, the, they, they could have easily won five or six. And if things broke their way, they could have won eight or nine. Uh, knowing that, what, what were the turning points? What were the key moments this fall and earlier this spring that you could point to saying, okay, I think we're much better than people realize? Yeah, you know, that's a tough one because it – even during the fall, there was times where we, you know, we were still banged up and we didn't know if, you know, we were going to get some key guys back. But I think the fall is so 
crucial to a team's success. I don't know if uh, everybody realizes how important it really is, and not just the lacrosse aspect, but the um, you know the winter workouts when your strength and conditioning coach, your uh, coaches are pushing you to that breaking point and finding out you know what type of team you are, how resilient you can be. And I think um, you know this fall, this winter, we really um, pushed ourselves hard and we learned a lot more about ourselves and how resilient and you know how hard of a working working team we could be i've watched you guys work out quite a bit uh it seems like every year that i'm uh, at penn state for a football game i swing by a workout and i i specifically remember i think it was 2019 uh grant was not playing he was out with a foot injury uh it must have been it had to be 19 it couldn't have been 20 maybe, or maybe it was, 2019 i believe that was 19 yeah and, and you guys i was so impressed with your strength and conditioning coach uh, and, and the, the, the work that you guys were doing at the end of practice, uh, pushing, put pushing and pulling and sprinting. And I was like, yeah, I could do one or two of those, but the intensity level was off the charts. You know, that's the thing that people don't realize. Like I, you, old guys like me, we can do the workouts, but there's no intensity involved. You guys were going at it. I remember you jumped in for a, a couple of reps a couple of years ago. Yeah, right. no, a couple of reps is the right way to describe it <laughs> because, because no, there's a different intensity, but, uh, but I, I, again, with coach Tambroni, I've always, I've always liked every time I visited uh, the, with the program, it's, it's, you guys do things uh, the, the right way. Tell me about uh, your, your, your journey in terms of your health. Uh, you, you, you hit some bad luck. You hit some bad, uh, some bad moments there. What, what allowed you to persevere through that? Yeah, no doubt. You know, it was a tough couple of years starting with my junior year, first game against Rutgers, um, had a hamstring injury. And after that, you know, I, that had me out for about half the season, kind of got back on the field towards the end, wasn't nearly, you know, where I wanted to be as a player, wasn't totally full, full force. And then that summer, I was having some issues with my lower legs, like um, front of my shins. I would have, I had chronic shin splints past couple of years, and it started to get to the point where I was having a hard time actually, you know, walking. So I got some tests done, ended up finding out I had compartment syndrome in both my lower legs. And that off season, I had bilateral fasciotomy, which is a pretty um, procedure not many people know about, but you're basically just cutting into both your lower legs. Um, cutting open your fascia, which allows like a release of pressure. So I had that uh, double leg surgery going into my first senior year, um, got back on the field for those first five games, another hamstring injury in the Yale game, um, five games in which derailed my season. And then that's kind of that off season was when I, you know, I knew I was coming back for my fifth year, kind of a lot of, you know, what ifs, am I going to be able to definitely some doubts in my mind, you know, am I going to be able to come back? full speed? Am I going to be able to um, play a hundred percent healthy season? And I really just decided to put, you know, all my eggs in one basket and focus a ton more on my recovery, um, my recovery and the rehab process and balancing hard work with that um, ability to recover. And, you know, my, the training staff here, um, my trainer, Steve Murray, my strength and conditioning coach, coach Dorn, they've been just integral into getting me healthy and keeping me healthy. So now, I feel the best I've ever felt in my career, but there's no doubts there's been some really, really low points. And it's been, I've been able to, luckily I have some amazing teammates who've been through some tough times. And I've been able to rely on them and, you know, rely on my family throughout the whole process. 
I think it's fascinating you mentioned that process because everybody just assumes they're going to play college lacrosse and everything's going to go swimmingly and they're just going to repeat their high school career even and even do better. But uh, the reality is that the competition level is elevated. Uh, there's a lot of pitfalls socially, academically, injuries. Uh, it's it's not as easy, I, I think, as as most uh, recruits that you you host on campus. It's kind of you know, kind of like want to tap on the shoulder and say, "Hey, buddy," you know, <laughs> because because you look around and you think about your class, let's say, of ten guys, and you know, two two or three dealt with injuries, one or two had some social problems, they never got never peaked out, one or two probably weren't good enough in the first place. Like it's amazing uh, when when you really look at it, how 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 hard it really is. No doubt, that's the truth. Uh, tell me about uh, TJ Malone, because I watch him on tape. Uh, that's a guy, he, he looks like a sick athlete. TJ Malone is an incredible athlete. He's an he's a awesome lacrosse player, awesome, also an awesome uh, basketball player. But um, in terms of, we talk injuries, I mean, nobody's been more resilient than that guy. At um, that 2021 20, season, he played with two torn labrums in his hips went and got still managed to put up 50 or so points, um, went and got the surgery. He's out for 12 months, had some complications and more surgeries. And then the ability to come back and playing at the level he is, it's been absolutely incredible and incredible cross player, even, even more incredible guy and incredible leader. One of the most selfless players I've ever played with. Um, and I think that's what truly makes him, you know, so special. And in terms of, his ability on the field. I mean, he can go equally strong with both hands. He can feed, he can shoot. And uh, all at the same time, he does the little things. He's picking up ground balls. I think he leads our, uh, leads our attack and offense and cost turnovers. He's just, he's an absolute beast. When we come back, we're going to discuss Jack Trainer's family, uh, his brother, Matt, he's got four brothers raised in Downingtown PA, went to Malvern prep, but first let's get a message from our show sponsor, Axia time. The Quintessential Podcast is proud to announce that we have a new presenting sponsor, Axia Time. Axia Time is a really cool watch company focused on ultra-custom watches to commemorate life's greatest accomplishments. Watches whose styling and quality match the significance of the accomplishments they represent. Axia Time is also partnered with all the leading lacrosse organizations to create all-American timepieces for high school boys and girls and college men and women. Axia Time even creates timepieces for elite awards like the Tawaratan and Naismith. If you're interested in a high-quality, Swiss-made timepiece to commemorate a great accomplishment, you need to check out their designs at axiatime.com. That's A-X-I-A time.com. If you're celebrating a team achievement like a state championship, national championship, or even world championship, you have to check out the timepieces they created for teams like Jesuit Dallas, the University of Maryland, and even the USA U21 World Champions. So lacrosse was the family sport, I'm guessing. Uh, apparently your, your, your dad, Kevin, has uh, been quite a ringleader in terms of uh, getting his sons off to college to, to play lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because uh, my, my dad was not a lacrosse player, no lacrosse background. My mom wasn't either. My mom was a dancer. Um, grandfather was a, a college basketball player, but my uncle Ryan, he's the one who really got us in the sport. He played at, he played lacrosse and soccer at Randolph Macon, and then went on to play for the wings. 
So he's the one who put the sticks in our hand and, and really got us going. How did, how did that start? Just, just uh, with a rec club uh, in the backyard with the school team? Started in the backyard and then kind of slowly progressed. We all just loved it so much. And the area we come from lacrosse is so big. And uh, yeah, we went on to rec leagues, um, township. We all played for Lineville. And then, um, you know, we kind of all realized that it was something that we loved. So lacrosse and soccer was our main two family sports. Um, yeah, and we just, we all continue to stick with it. What's it like to compete alongside your brother, Matt? It's awesome. He's a, he's a really, um, really, really fierce competitor. And, you know, I appreciate that about him. And this is the first, since he came to Penn State, it was the first time that we got to play together. We were three years apart. And my senior at Malvern, he was a freshman, but he was, uh, he was on the JV team. So didn't have the opportunity to play with him. And he dealt with, he's also dealt with a number of injuries. His uh, junior year, senior year of high school, tore both his labrums in his shoulder. So um, his freshman year at Penn State was kind of the first year that he was able to fully play and started to see, you know, spurts of like talent from him. And he's a, you know, he's a big, strong kid. And then he was able to put it together this year. And I don't think anybody really expected him to produce the way he is. Um, but, you know, he's such a fierce competitor and having the opportunity to play with your brother, it, it's awesome. And it's awesome for our family to be able to watch it. So your dad's got a couple, couple more years of tailgating. No doubt. Uh, what, what's Penn State like from an athlete standpoint? And, you know, I've, I've been there, I don't know, dozens of times. It's a giant campus. I've been there for football. I've been there for wrestling. I've never covered the basketball team. They had a good year this year, didn't they? They did. Yeah, lost. I guess they lost their coach too and hired a new one. Yeah, yeah. What's the overall experience like? Obviously, it's a big time football football operation in 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 the fall. But what's the flow of the year like? Yeah, it's you know it's crazy. There's so many different sports here that then people realize, and there's so many. Every sport here seems to be competing at an incredibly high level, and I credit our it's just an athletic department as a whole, especially our, we have new AD Pat Kraft and he is all in and it's incredible to watch. And the amount of sport, the amount of support every program gets is incredible and not just the, the football teams, the wrestling teams, those high revenue sports, also the non-revenue sports uh, lacrosse, like our field hockey team has won the big 10 championship, um, really good fencing team, volleyball team. Um, but my biggest takeaway is just, they support every program and the all the athletes also support each other, which is incredible. It's one big family. Yeah, your athletic director Pat Kraft is is at the Big Ten Wrestling Championships, which are in Michigan at the University of Michigan, cheering on for Penn State wrestler who just wins the championship, the, a freshman. And Pat is like jumping up and down next to the <laughs> mat, like like he's the parent. Uh, it was it's like wow, this guy really, this guy's really, he really cares. That's the kind of guy he is, and he's on the sideline for all of our games even the ones at the beginning of the year when it was zero degrees out. And, and when we won that big 10 uh, regular season champion uh, last weekend, he was right in the middle of it. Oh, that's great. So 10 years from now, when, when you're building uh, residences or, or developmental properties, I hope to be an investor. Uh, <laughs> and you think back to, to the impact that coach Tambroni has had on you as a young man, what, what will you point to? Oh, I don't even know where to, where to begin with that. He's you know the greatest leader I've ever um been able to I've ever witnessed um he leads selflessly he pushes us so incredibly hard but at the same time you know he cares about us tremendously as people um 
and that's one of my biggest takeaways. And at the end of the day, like he's one of those guys that you what you just want to compete for. You'll go to war for every day. And, you know, someone I'll I'll keep in contact for the rest of my life. Um, yeah, I can't say enough great things about him. How has he managed? Uh, I mean, going back, obviously, success came your way in 2019. Again, championship weekend. And then some subpar seasons by, by program standards dealt with a lot of, again, injuries, close losses. How has he managed to navigate uh, through that time to get you guys back to this year? It's a great question. Um, you know, the one thing that I really respect about him is he just continued to, you know, stick with us. He never really, uh, you know, he never doubted us. He continued to push us hard. Um, and, you know, it was tough. It's been tough for everybody this past two years, and especially on him, you know, a lot of pressure um, on him, on us. But, you know, he continued to stick with us, remain confident in us, and never really deviated from the path and continued to stick with, you know, our standards, what helped us um, to be successful and continue with that. Yeah, they're proven standards. Uh, John Haas is your offensive coordinator. Uh, love love him and, and, and the family. Joe Bucci's done a nice job this year as your new de defensive coordinator. The defense has uh, improved quite quite a bit. What What is Coach – I know you don't deal with him directly, but obviously when you're doing ones against ones, he's coaching the other guys. What, what What's he like? Hey, Coach Bucci's the best. He's, it's been a nice uh, – you know, he's brought in like a really renewed, fresh energy. He's a younger guy. He brings he brings the noise every day, and the enti the entire team, especially the defense, loves him. They respond to him super well. Yeah, he's done a great job. Jack Posey, uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. I, I I like when he's when when they show him stalking an, an offensive player. This is a defender. He reminds me of guys that played in like the '70s and '80s. Like he looks like he's going to poke somebody through the chest and 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 and, and, and toss him. What what is he like? He is the hardest worker I've ever been around in my entire life. He's a guy who, you know, he, this is really his, you know, his kind of his coming out party this year. Last year, he started to get his playing time freshman, sophomore year. You know, he, he wasn't in a position to play and he has done nothing but just grinded in silence. And, you know, you're starting to, he's starting to reap those benefits and he's up every morning with TJ Malone super early hitting the wall. He's the last guy to leave practice. He's lifting the most in every lift. He he's he's an animal in, in, in all aspects of life. And and it's coming together for him on the field. Really, exactly. you can see it. He's playing with a certain confidence, a certain urgency, a certain physical presence. Uh, Jack Frassion, your goalie, having having a brilliant year. There's times I watch him. I'm like, man, that guy is cool. He is so chill, and he gets better. I've noticed he gets better as the game goes on. You know, occasionally letting a softy early. And then, man, he, he just builds this momentum by, by the end of the game where he's, uh, you know, he's doing great work in the second half, but he's, he, he's so, he looks like he's so level-headed. Is, is he that way off the field? It, his, his demeanor is so calm, cool, and relaxed. And I know the, all the defensemen on the side love the way, love his demeanor, love the way he, he acts. And, you know, every single shot that comes his way, he thinks he, he should stop. So he's a relentless competitor and yeah, his calm demeanor. It's just been so, um, so helpful in the defensive end. Penn state will be back in action on Thursday. That's uh, April. What is it? The fourth. Sounds right. Thursday, Thursday, April 4th, you guys will be playing at Hopkins in the semifinals of the big 10 tournament. You'll take on the winner of Michigan and Ohio state. They played this weekend on Saturday at BTN at three 30. You guys get a, get an off week. 
Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Uh, obviously, you, you have a presentation today. I guess it's a good thing for you. I can't believe you have a presentation today and you volunteered <laughs> to speak on this podcast. Of course, yeah. Yeah, no, the off week is it's it's really helpful at this time the time of year. It is, yeah. Uh, got at this point in the year, everybody's a little bit banged up, and a lot of guys are playing hurt. And just to have the opportunity to. It's not like we're just not going to practice and let the let the bodies recover. We're still going to practice hard. We're still going to you know have some internal competition, but also giving the guys a couple extra days to to heal any uh, any lingering wounds. It's it's massive. So, yeah, and and how do you mentally reset as well? I, I was talking about the ability to mentally reset when you're a college athlete is as really being important, whether it's nature or laughter or a hobby, you know, fishing, bowling, books, music, like uh, you, you need something to keep you sane. Uh, what, what do you do away from the game to keep you centered? Yeah, there's two different things I like to do. One of which is um, we call it like regen, kind of just like stretching a little bit of yoga. I like just throw my, throw. you can ask my roommates. I always just have my AirPods in listening to something, some type of podcast. And I love just throwing on my AirPods. Um, finding some space and just doing a little bit of yoga, a little bit of stretching. And that's kind of my getaway, relaxing my mind. And then now that the weather's getting a little nice, getting out on the golf course a little bit with the boys and just uh, letting loose, getting away from the game, because it is important. Um, you know, lacrosse takes up a lot of time for us and we love the sport, but at the same time, if you can get away and get that mental reset, it's going to help you in the long run. You, you definitely need it. And, you know, it's amazing because at your level, you're 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 asked of so much uh weights film meetings uh practice practice with intensity uh and then on top of that you know the 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 travel the planes the buses the pre you know like there's a lot there and if you can't find uh another avenue you'll 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 eventually burn out or go crazy no doubt uh, so, so this week you guys are are practicing, but it's uh, I'm guessing it's lighter. It's it's more stretch and get a light sweat going, and and work on some skills and and work on some team things and and call it quits. Correct, correct. Uh, next week, a, a, a normal week, bus down, bus down to uh, to Baltimore. Correct. Yep, we'll probably head down on uh, games Thursday. We'll head down on Wednesday. You guys have a song you play in the locker room after all your W's. <laughs> we don't. Not not got, one in particular, not yet. No, you still got we the bricks find in the song. You got the bricks in the locker room. Oh, always. Tell me about the bricks. Tell the fans about the bricks. Yeah, so so I actually gave um, a senior reflection speech on Saturday at our senior banquet, and I kind of told the story of the brick. But it's just the whole idea of you know, there's two different options you could choose from. We got through the recruiting process. You can you know choose that house that's already built that has a foundation and then you can choose the other side you know empty empty plot of land and you can just continue to you know stack bricks and hope that one day it'll resemble a home and that's kind of the idea of you know going brick by brick until you you know build, building something of your own what do you think the brick that you and the se your senior class uh is leaving will will we'll say will be remembered for i think uh i think we want to be remembered as a resilient group you know a group that's been through a lot um experienced the high of the highs in 2019 and experienced the low of the lows but at the end of the day came out of those um came out of that 
and you know continue to build and continue to put to put together a year like year like uh, this year. And then also just a compassionate group that you know cared about each other. And I didn't haven't touched on that yet, but I think that's one of the um, main reasons we're winning games this year. And then and that this team is so special is because there's a compassion from the top down, seniors to freshmen, um, freshmen to seniors, and you know it's really special. How does that manifest itself? How is that shown? It's it's shown through, you know, your daily actions. And we have, you know, a lot of guys on our team, seniors who will, you know, right after practice, grab a group of freshmen, go out and uh, head over and get some dinner, go over to the freshman dorms, play some Xbox with them. Um, and then it's for every compassion reflected on the field in so many different ways. The um, Your ability to compete for your teammates, your ability to, communicate and collaborate penn state's nine and three they'll play on thursday may 4th in the big 10 semis uh after claiming the big 10 regular season uh championship our guest has been jack trainer jack i watch you guys play and the energy level the next play mentality i feel it you know uh sometimes it's not perfect like i think the last game i watched the clearing was a little dicey especially early in the game you guys cleaned it up but it like didn't get anyone down. You know, you, you, it seems like you guys have a real even keeled mindset of just focus on the next play, play your guts out, sprint, throw good passes, support each other and things will work out. I, I, I like the temperament that I'm seeing from you guys. You know, it, it's like you're playing a brand of winning lacrosse, but then backing it with this emotional energy, this consistent like 60 minute, the Hopkins game, you win in overtime. Uh, you know, I, I just I, I sense that. Uh, do, you, do you feel that when, when you when you put on the uniform on game day? Absolutely. You know, we never want to get too high. You never want to get too low. And I think that comes down to just great leadership in terms of um, our seniors, not just our captains, but, um, you know, guys on guy, our seniors leading on the sideline, our seniors leading on different ends of the field. And then also just comes from a coaching staff. It's a very, you know, especially on game day, it's very calm demeanor. And we go into every game, you know, being prepared. And I think when you're really prepared going to the game day, you're never going to let yourself get too high and get too low. Jack Trainer has been our guest. He's got his graduate degree coming up here in uh, real estate management. And he's got a presentation here, folks. Let's uh, <laughs> anyone listening to this podcast, give him the good karma for this presentation. You got it. Thank you, Quinn. Appreciate your time, Jack. Good luck. I hope to see you uh, either uh, next week. I could swing by that game or uh, certainly in the NCAA tournament. Thanks. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks again. That's it for this week's episode of the Quintessential Podcast. Thank you to our guests. Thanks to our technical director, Dr. Nick Z. I want to thank you for listening. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, Axia Time. A watch. What a better gift than a ring. I've got a championship ring. It's collecting dust in a box. I wear watches all the time. Thank you, Axia Time. It's axiatime.com. And we'll see you next week.